is reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. We're glad that you have chosen to join us on these fantastical journeys that we take once a week through or the adventures or and stuff. adventures through Danny's brain stems. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, is that like if you've been following us up to this point and listening to all these dreams, so crazy. But yet, Dan or Alan and I have ha- yet to have one dang dream that we could share. And I was just telling before we started recording, I was like, I actually had three dreams this last week that I could remember. They're gone now, except for one, uh, which I remember is that, uh, and, and they're short enough that like I cannot write a story about it. It's like I can tell you right now, and it's going to take me ten seconds. My dad decided that he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And thought that it would be cool if I joined, you know, just the comedic circuit. <laughs> and uh, so I was just, the whole dream was just mostly me just stressing out like, oh, crap, what is my bit going to be? Like, and so I was like, <laughs> I have a lot of good like personal stories. I can throw, you know, some twists on there. I have kids. Let's make fun of them. So, you know, it was, that's basically what it was. And, but nothing too exciting. Bravo, Trent. Thank you. That was a very good long story. That was. Of you a must, dream. You must really love your kids. That like, I have kids. I could just make fun of them. I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like what most people do, right? Like, you have kids. You, I mean, I Louis just, C.K., yeah, he does true. that. Uh, Ray Romano. True. You have to draw upon like what you know yeah. and, and what your life is like in hopes that it connects with other people, yeah. I guess, would be the primary focus of it. But yeah, but I think sometimes I, I mean... Maybe I've just been exercising this muscle in my head for 37 years now, and it has gotten really big and <laughs> strong. <laughs> and you guys still are it's working the on only your... exercising you're doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the best exercise just when you're the asleep. One that you do when you're asleep. Yep. No, like uh, I used to have to. So. You know, for those who are uh, of the Utah community, maybe those that are not, but that know of the uh, the Mormon faith, you know, you, when you reach a certain age, you have the choice to go on a mission and, uh, you know, preach the, the word of God to those that might want to join your faith. But there are some rules that come with it as being a missionary. And one of those is that you have to get up at, this, at a certain time every, every morning at 630, and they implemented what was called exercise time while I was out there. They said, okay, every morning you got to get up 6.30, first half hour, exercise time. Because we want so your... It was while you were on your mission that they implemented yeah. it? So the first part you didn't have to do it and then you suddenly yeah. had to do it? I mean, like people would do it, but it wasn't like an actual like rule like that they wanted you to put in your schedule. And so <laughs> for people who know me, I am not a morning person at all. <laughs> So waking up at 6.30 is just absolute hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now I wake up at 7. I have to be to work at 8. But 
Well, actually, the alarm goes off at 7.10. I sit in bed until about 7.30, and then I decide to get up. <laughs> but You can um, get ready and then all the way to work in a half hour? Well, it's only 15 minutes away work, so I got to get ready in 15 minutes. And I can do that if I try. Dang. See, I don't – I'm a night showerer. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I basically – Work it out so that all I have to do is wake up, roll out of bed, put my clothes on, get in the car, and drive. <laughs> but See, I can't. I'm a morning shower. Yeah, I have to shower before my day, or else like, or else my head, that's my just, hair on my head feels like it's like it, it kind of hurts because <laughs> it's like because <laughs> like, you sleep on it and you get that feeling of like squishiness that like i don't do you know what i mean Alan? no yeah. i don't think anybody knows what you mean well, i have very your hair is hair. out of your hair is not <laughs> my hair you so have a temporary squishy. like crease or your hair is folded yeah weird. like can you not tell like when your head is your hair is messed up like when you wear a hat for like a whole day, well, yes, you can feel your hair is like standing up. Right? Yes, yes, I have that feeling from the moment I wake up until I take a shower. Okay, <laughs> so my point of getting into this—I don't even know how we got off on this tangent necessarily—but I would for my exercises in the morning, I would do what I called rollovers and lay stills. So like I'd literally roll out of bed and I'd like like some people like roll out of bed and they're like all right push ups one two three and I'm like roll over and I'm like all right I'm gonna lay here on my stomach <laughs> for about thirty seconds <laughs> and then I'm gonna roll over to my bed <laughs> and I would do that for a half hour. <laughs> to me, exercise time was just an extra thirty minutes of sleep. So so that's pretty good though because if you were. Doing that for a half hour, 30 seconds, you've got 60 reps in every morning. Yep. Rollovers and stay stills. So anyway, well, let's get to the dreams. Now today, like we've done this once before. Um, most of the time, Danny has just like a full-fledged, like just big old dream that he can remember everything. But he's also been writing down these small, what he calls <laughs> dream snaps. <laughs> and uh, these are just the small, short ones. It's and a so good name, dream we, snaps. we put together a series of three of them and then uh, read We call them a collection. A collection of and these And then we name snaps. them volumes. So it's <laughs> Dream Snips Collection Volume <laughs> 2. It's just so, <laughs> so many. Like... Names for these things. But so we're going to get started into the first one here. And the first one, Dream Snippet number four, is called Fugitive Allen. Oh, which means that our, our co host here, Allen, might be in this one. Because <laughs> is it him or if a you, different if Alan? If you do not yeah. know, Danny's titles to these may not always make sense. And my middle name is Alan, so it could be me. Oh, <laughs> is it? I didn't even uh, know that. It is. Alan's middle name way. is Travis. Oh, Alan Travis. Travis Allen, Alan Travis. Okay. Just kidding. It's <laughs> not true. Let's go. All right. I'm hanging out with my brother, Alan. It is Alan! Oh! <laughs> and we realize we need a place to crash for the night. Where are you? Does it say? Let's read. Let's find out. <laughs> We end up running into a nice guy. <laughs> that that offers, you put that twice, that offers to let us crash at his place for the night. Just some random guy. But he was nice. He was nice. He's a nice guy. 
He wasn't at all creepy and <laughs> handsy. Appreciative, we take him up on his offer and head over to his small, stuffy apartment. But we can't complain, as it's a place to stay with a roof over He's <laughs> <guys> homeless. <laughs> hey, Alan, remember when we, like, had homes? <laughs> Just realize that we don't have one tonight. We need to find one. Hey, that's a nice guy. If I can remember, I think we were like at like a shindig or something. Like a shindig. <laughs> Some kind of little the technical term. Together or, or a little party right. or something. We were at a shindig. Once we're in his apartment and I have a chance to look around a bit, I can tell that this guy is trying to figure something out. As he's got files stacked everywhere. <laughs> what a mighty assumption. <laughs> Friggin' gumshoe over here. He's like in his apartment. He's like, Alan, I don't know if you figured this out, but this guy is trying to figure something out. <laughs> so you think that's how I said, Alan, I don't know if you figured this out, but. This guy is trying to figure something like, out. Look at all of so, these. Look at all these files. He's definitely trying to figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, he also has pictures with yarn strung between them on the walls. <laughs> Classic <laughs> detective. I asked the man, what is it that uh, you do for a living, sir? He responds by yelling back from the kitchen. Oh, I'm a detective. <laughs> For the local police department. <laughs> you, I think I know that guy. He was the dude that was in the back of the line at the bank when I worked there. <laughs> yeah. And I had to tell him like that it was spring break. <laughs> hey, hey, I haven't got my check cashed yet. I don't what know. What are you guys doing? <laughs> What episode was that one? It's like 14 or something. I'm like, you know all of these like, episode 14. I don't know any of them. In his dream, Danny's like, you can't be a detective. I'm a this isn't an office with a bunch of humble bumble. <laughs> <laughs> we also, guys, just so you know, we like to refer to a million other dreams that he's had because we think that they all intertwine. I don't know whether he caught it or not, but I did have a moment of fear and hesitation in my voice as I replied, uh, Oh, is is that so? <laughs> he has like four O's in so. I didn't know how to like oh. write it so that you would know that. I was is that like- so? <laughs> <laughs> I look over at Alan, who seems a bit worried himself, as the reason we are in this situation, we, as the reason we are in the situation we are in right now is because Alan is a fugitive of the law. (laughs) (laughs) So much for the shindig. Somehow, the one guy that we find who is willing to take us in for the night is a very is the very detective that is trying to track down and arrest Alan. <laughs> like all the yarn on the wall is Alan's movement. <laughs> the last place the pin is is the exact place that he picked you guys up. Isn't that where the shindig was? <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's 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 this on the wall? <laughs> oh, that's the shindig. <laughs> I 
We think about leaving the apartment, but decide that it would be too obvious and incriminating. So we agree to stick it out and play dumb for the evening. Not long after... (laughs) Aren't you the guy that murdered that one guy? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Must be another guy. Not long after we had got settled in, there was a knock at the detective's door. He answers the door, and to our surprise, and I'm sure hers, our mother was the one knocking. (gasps) Toshko! I tell you what, it's just, yeah, you're just like, what? This is great. Alan's and my eyes are wide open. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was gonna say something racist. Because we're Asian. I was gonna say that's that's a fantastic feat for you guys. <laughs> but my mom does a good job of recovering and gets her game face back on. She tells the detective she's here for her monthly meetup, which is required as part of the program Mothers of Missing Fugitives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very subtle, mom. <laughs> Mothers of missing fugitives that she has recently signed up for. My mom had signed up for this program as a way to throw the detectives off her scent as they originally suspected that she knew the whereabouts of Alan. Damn right she knows where the whereabouts of Alan are. She's standing in the same room as him. <laughs> but so she's trying to like be part of this program, mothers of, what was it? Missing fugitives. Oh, yeah. Mothers of missing fugitives. So that they won't suspect that she really knows where Alan is. The Do acronym need- of that is Mom F. <laughs> Mom F. <laughs> I have been <laughs> recently signed up for Mom F. <laughs> I was going to say, do you need missing on fugitives? <laughs> like, is it at the point? It's <laughs> almost like an outreach program. <laughs> next next month, we're going to put his face on a milk carton. <laughs> or you don't hear like, two inmates broke out of jail and are now missing. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, you, they're fugitives, which means, of course, they're missing because they're hiding. <laughs> You don't need missing with fugitives. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of redundant. <laughs> They're not missing. Hey, they don't want to be I found. didn't create this program. The government did. <laughs> she is only there a few minutes as she just had to go through a quick line of questioning by the detective, and then she was free to leave. <laughs> like his questions. He's like, Who is your, what's your son's name? Alan. Is he in this room? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing. <laughs> he's he's and missing. a fugitive. <laughs> he's missing. <laughs> Did I not say he's missing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mom pulled this whole charade off perfectly, as the detective seemed to have no idea that Alan was in the room the whole time. <laughs> what kind of a detective is this? <laughs> this guy's the worst detective ever. <laughs> the rest of the evening is spent listening to the detective go on and on about how much he wants to capture the Alan fugitive. <laughs> They call it. It's like you see, like, like a eternal affairs of like, wah, 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 Alan fugitive. Next, this is Dateline. Current affairs. Dateline. Dateline. 
But unfortunately, he doesn't know exactly what he looks like. This information gives us a little relief, but we are still relegated to having to listen to this guy call Alan all kinds of names and trash his character incredulously oh, until he finally that. passes out for the night. <laughs> He's like, I hear this Alan guy's a real scumbag. <laughs> Danny just looks over at Alan. He's like, quiet. <laughs> I mean, to what, is, it, what is Alan like? more realistic, I'm like, yeah, I think so. Is he like <laughs> curly from Three Stooges? And he just gets up. He's like, but kind of, you're closer than you think. <laughs> Keep your cool. Keep your cool. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, all I can think about is I hope the advertising for our podcast is not so good that he's able to find it and just skip some parts. Still relegated to having to listen to this guy call Alan all kinds of names of trash his character incredulously until he finally passes out for the night. Meanwhile, all I can think about is. I hope the advertising for our podcast is not so good that he's able to find it and listen to it, only to realize Alan is one of the hosts and would then potentially track us down, track us and shut down the show. Finally exhausted from worry, I too fall asleep. That's what he's worried about. He doesn't give a crap if you actually go to prison. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Alan... He can call you a scumbag all he wants. Just stay just cool. Don't Our podcast show. on the line. Don't ruin the show. <laughs> you are the one running the equipment. <laughs> I am then awoken in the morning by Alan, who was obviously fuming from the comments made by the detective the night before. Finally, Alan whom I'm sure was playing all this through his head throughout the night, couldn't take it anymore and got up to go take a shower and get ready. That's what... <laughs> just... Danny, Danny, Danny. I'm what, Alan? I can't... I, I can't take it anymore. I gotta... I gotta go take a shower. <laughs> you know, like, isn't that the classic, like, take a cold shower, get the stank off? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not. I am a morning shower. (laughs) That's what we found out. Unfortunately, he did not walk out of the room before calling the detective an asshole right to his face just as the detective was waking up. (laughs) It's like on his way to the bathroom, he takes a detour into the detective's room. He's just like hovering over his face, and the guy just opens his eyes. He's like, asshole. I'm going to take a shower. Get the stank off. Close, but this is more like a studio apartment. <laughs> so, so you guys are all in there. <laughs> yeah, it was like all in spooning. This must have triggered something in the detective's memory as he suddenly sat up. I could tell that the wheels in his head were spinning as he raced through his memory banks to try and throw the detective off. I yell at Alan, "Don't be a dick to the nice detective, Steve." <laughs> 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 yeah, I was thinking quick on my feet. <laughs> so you gonna go arrest your other brother? His actual name is Steve. Thinking that he's Alan, he's just like quickly throw Steve under the bus. Well, they, they can arrest Steve all they want as long as because the podcast wouldn't be at jeopardy. <laughs> 
Danny's just one thing that we gotta know about Danny. He's quick on his feet. <laughs> the two times that they've had to come up with names on the spot, they both named people in their in their, <laughs> their freaking <own> family. family. <laughs> Wait, was that a was that in the Well Alan was saying something about shaking and mark? What was that? That was in, that was in the last that recording. Was, yeah, that was. Oh, in this one. that wasn't. Is that in what this you're one. talking about? I think so. <laughs> okay, sorry. We record like three things at the same time, so they kind of run into each other. But, however, I don't think this worked as he began mumbling something about whether this man could actually be the Alan he was looking for. He rummaged through a few boxes looking for photos of Alan. He didn't know what he looked like, so why would why wouldn't he look at the photos before? But all he had was a blurry video from about ten years ago. Are you Sassful. Bigfoot? I am. <laughs> yeah. The video was actually a recording they made from my memories year ago. Years ago. Your memories? <laughs> this is my memory report. Somehow they were able to record directly from my memories. The detective try and find Alan. <laughs> the detective popped the old VHS tape in a VCR and pressed play. So they have the technology to record <laughs> your memories. <laughs> And they they record them onto VHS tapes. Like, That's I why think, it was so blurry. I like how you guys are just sitting here, just letting him like go through all this. He's like, I, you know what? I think you're Alan. Nuh-uh. I'm Steve. Remember? Steven with Bo- a P-H. Stefan. He watched the tape as closely as he could in hopes of catching a clear glimpse of Alan's face. He finally freeze. He finally freeze-framed at a moment when I apparently was looking at Alan. But like I said, this was from my memories a decade or so ago. And at that time, Alan had a full beard and was about 50 pounds lighter than he is right now. The detective slumps back into his chair a bit as I can see that he's connecting the dots and realizing that the guy in the video looks pretty different than the guy who's who's currently in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, the detective stops, turns his head, and looks directly at me with accusatory, (laughs) accusatory. accusatory eyes. I can see now that he may be suspecting that I... Maybe Alan, <laughs> because I have some stubble on my face right now and more closely resemble the face shape Alan supported a decade earlier. <laughs> Knowing that the detective is now shifting his thesis toward me, I quickly shut him down and laugh him off. I ask him, why he's, why you looking at me? <laughs> I'm not Alan. <laughs> I'm not too worried, as I know I can prove that I'm not Alan because I'm not. <laughs> detective now discouraged because he was sure a moment ago that he had a fugitive he's the worst detective he's like I think you're Alan I'm not Alan why cause I'm not okay that's a good point <laughs> Because uh, he was sure a moment ago that he had the fugitive that he'd been looking for for so long, dead to rights in his own apartment. However, it slowly begins to sink in that he does not. I sit back and take a deep breath as we are just about out of the woods now. <laughs> this is when I wake up. You are not out of the woods. Alan was still in the flipping shower. 
<laughs> but he was discouraged. <laughs> he was giving up. <laughs> oh. Uh, All right, that's number one. <laughs> Let's see how the rest one, follow. One snippet in the books. <clears throat> one snippet in the books. All right. Dream sni- Oh, that's a number six. We need number five. Whew. Dream snippet number five. <laughs> long ass haircut. It's actually long ass haircut. Because <laughs> it has an exclamation point. And this is another moment where Danny likes to speak to all of you out there um, from his dream because he assumes that uh, this just when he, originally when he was writing these, he was just writing them, but now he's writing them to people, which is interesting. <laughs> so he says, like many, many dream snips, I may be missing a significant portion of the dream, or perhaps my subconscious just decided not to fill in the gaps this time. Either way, this is the end result. <laughs> Why is that my voice? Like- I don't know. It's like the voice of like a wanted nerd, like killer guy. <laughs> what you said? What was my first line? Dream snips, like many like dream a, snips. Like, have you ever seen Mine Hunters? Yes. You know the big, huge guy, Ed Kemper. Yeah, that's uh, that's that what, what I'm thinking of. Like him. All right. To begin this dream. I know that I was crunched for time. I honestly can't tell you why. I'm not sure if I had to be somewhere or if I had something due at a certain time. Anyway, for whatever reason, I didn't have a lot of time to spare. (laughs) (laughs) The point is, I was in a hurry. Were you the freaking white rabbit from (laughs) Alice in Wonderland? Like, he just was like, I gotta go. I'm like, I'm like, for an important date. I'm with my wife, and she is well aware that I'm in a bit of a hurry. She asks if we can stop somewhere really quick so she can get her hair cut. I'm a little perturbed, but see that I may have just enough time to spare in which she can get her hair cut, and I can still make it to wherever it is that I need to go. (laughs) So I agree to take her to her haircut and drop her off. A few minutes later, I find myself dropping her off at her hair appointment and tell her to let me know when she's done and I'll come pick her up. I wait and wait and wait, and she never calls. At this point, I'm definitely going to be late for my pre-scheduled engagement. I drive back to where I dropped her off to get her hair did and walk in. (laughs) The strange thing was that this was not a typical-looking hair salon. Instead, it looks like an old live stage theater... (laughs) So many live stage theaters (laughs) in your dreams. Like you have, you have like a love for the theater. Well, I had the one where there was a show, like a play in my house. Yes. Get that put out of my house. There was the one where Tiger Woods was going to be assassinated. We just read one that was last week when um, you had a bunch of crossbred dinosaur animals doing live performances on the stage. (laughs) And now this. So it looks like an old live stage theater with stadium seating. 
I go inside and sit in one of the stadium seats and find my wife along with five other women on the stage all getting their hair cut by one woman. <laughs> it's like amazing. Like, snip one, snip two. <laughs> Just going from like one person to the next. There's like music in the background. She's like, I don't know why like Mario, like the, the water level came up. <laughs> That's actually kind of a good idea. We should make a musical that is also based on snip sounds. <laughs> okay. There's a snip sound musical in my dream snip. The wo- they like, isn't that, what's the Johnny Depp movie? That he's like the... Edward Scissorhands. No. was that? But it's the one, it's the one where that he's, he's like, like the Barbara, Barbara Fleet, Fleet Street or it's something uh, like that. Freaking Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah Sweeney Todd. The woman walks from one girl to the next, making a couple of snips here and there, and then moving on to the next one. So I was right. No wonder this is taking so long. (laughs) She is literally doing six haircuts at once. I figured that this would take at least six times as long as a normal haircut would. (laughs) If I do my math correctly. I walk down to the stage to confront my wife about this. I ask her if we can please leave now. My wife looks at me, points at her head, and says, We can't leave now. My haircut is only halfway done. I have parts of my hair that are short and parts that are long. (laughs) I can see... (laughs) I can see that what she is saying is true. (laughs) She has parts of her head that have super short hair on it and others where the hair hadn't been cut at all yet. Frustrated, I walk out of the haircut theater and end up on the street. (laughs) You end up on the street, not just like he goes out. Like, I wasn't expecting the street out here. (laughs) Once on the street, I suddenly had a bucket of soapy water in one hand and a rag in the other, as I always do when I'm on the street. (laughs) Just just what you do in a hard, hard life. He's going to go wash random cars. He's homeless. <laughs> I walk up to a random guy's car at a stoplight and start washing his oh, windshield. <laughs> start washing his windshield for him. He rolls down his window to say hi, and we engage in a deep conversation about the ridiculousness of doing six haircuts at once. <laughs> he just like goes to some guy. He's like, wash your window for you, sir? It was probably more like, um, no, no, thank you. I don't need, I don't need my, my windows washed. You know what's ridiculous, sir? Six haircuts. Six haircuts all at once. That is ridiculous. Please let me go. Like, it's a, the light's green. Let me go. <laughs> a, engaged in a deep like how, conversation. Like how you six, made him homeless. Six all at no. one. Like how you, your voice was not only is he homeless, but he's also like from the twenties <laughs> or something. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like shoe shine boy, <laughs> just for windows. You know what's ridiculous? <laughs> six haircuts all at once. <laughs> Would you like a paper? <laughs> Shoe shine, <laughs> only a nickel. <laughs> at, 
At first, this gentleman doesn't seem to quite grasp what I'm talking about, so I decide to explain it to him using a visual representation. But he got like a PowerPoint. He's like, all right, sir. Like, I don't think like you're understanding quite my frustration. So if you'll put your attention to the sign over here. Don't worry, I've got a laser pointer. One haircut should take 30 minutes. Now, if you have one person cutting six haircuts, it should take six times longer. longer. Get it? <laughs> Please just finish my window and go. Um, I begin to clean a roughly four inch by four inch square of his windshield ever so slowly and meticulously. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. The light changes green, then yellow, and then again to red. The pattern occurs several times while I clean this one small section. Finally, after several minutes, I finish my deep cleansing of this tiny patch of windshields of his windshield. I then look at the man and say, you see how long it took for me to clean that one portion of your windshield? <laughs> the man says, yes. <laughs> well, now imagine if I cleaned your whole windshield with that same amount of speed and detail. How long would that take? It would take a lot longer than I want to wait here for. <laughs> he replies, Exactly! That's how my wife's haircut feels to me <laughs> Especially because she knows I'm late <laughs> This is when I woke up <laughs> You're such an asshole <laughs> See how effective that visual representation was <laughs> The poor man Oh, he's now late. <laughs> he's trying to get somewhere. He did nothing to you. <laughs> so you weren't even a homeless wa car washer. You're just like, I'm going to make a point. I got. I know how to I do know, it. Let me go get a rag. I don't know who to make the point to. <laughs> that man right there. He's stuck at a red light. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> Freaking A. Oh, God. Okay. Ah, on to the last snippet. Dream snippet number six, which is called You're Fired! <laughs> the first. I gotta start putting exclamation points on every title. <laughs> Travis Cole, which is me, recently started a job working as a security officer at the White House. <laughs> Okay, so obviously Trump's the one who's saying you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. I just so happened to be in the... You just so happened to be in the area and was hanging out with Trav and the other security officers. We were all just sitting around chilling on a back patio area located behind the White House. This patio was right next to the main security entrance. As we talked, I gazed across the nation's capital property. As a Trump lookalike, dressed only in whitey tighties, would periodically run after and chase unsuspecting trespassers off the White House lawn. 
<laughs> he would scream and yell profanities at them as he chased them. The vast majority of people who were suddenly startled by this crazed version of Trump would immediately turn around and run straight off the property, afraid to catch the wrath of Donald. (laughs) (laughs) However, a small few would recognize that this was not, in fact, the real Trump and would call this imposter out. When this occurred, the person who correctly identified that this was a fake Trump were allowed to stay on the White House grounds, but are subject to having their cell phones confiscated. (laughs) (laughs) It's like some weird game show or something. If you correctly guess, this is not Trump. Is this the real Trump or the fake Trump? (laughs) If you guess right, you may stay, but you must give me your cell phone. (laughs) Pay the... Pay the toll, troll. (laughs) (laughs) A little while. I know which which is worse: incorrectly and just running off the premises, or figuring it out and losing your phone. I don't. I don't find the White House that fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, like why would you just want to just like? I'm assuming you're outside, right? Yeah, you just get a chill outside the White House. I don't know why things that like seem boring to me. One, touring the White House, and two, freaking Mount Rushmore. (laughs) (laughs) Never been there, but I feel like, I mean, we live in Utah. We'd have to go pretty far to go see these things, right? I'd just be like, well, that's it. (laughs) It's a mountain. Looks just like in the pictures I've I've seen. seen. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. (laughs) I watch National Treasure. So, I think that's pretty much all I need. <clears throat> I mean, I agree. Like, I don't... I guess if I was there, I would probably go check it out, but <laughs> it's not like I'm just like, I'm gonna... But I mean, right now, I right work... Now. I, I mean, currently in this dream, I work there. I'm obviously a horrible security guard, because I'm not chasing this guy off in tidy whities that looks like Trump. <laughs> Unless well, no, he's, he, he's he works it. for the... Yeah. <laughs> he works for us. Okay. <laughs> He gets rid of most. So of he's the, the security guard. Yeah. We're gets just rid we're of just most sitting of the back trespassers. there. It's like, all right, send out tidy whitey Trump. Because <laughs> if there's something tidy you Trump. if there's something you want to do to improve your polls, it's send a look like out there in tidy whiteys <laughs> to run people off the property. <laughs> <laughs> As he yells profanities. <laughs> a little while later, Trav and I are both playing on our phones. Our backs leaned up against the side of the White House near the security entrance. Then out of the blue, Trav's boss... You mean, like, the president? No, or, it was like a boss. Oh, Trav's boss walks by and swipes our phones right out of our hands without missing a beat. Proceeds to walk into the security entrance and disappears. I turn to Trav, my eyes wide open. <laughs> Mouth agape and palms up. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I ask him. I have no idea, Trav responds. Just then, Trav's boss peeks his head around the corner of the security entrance and tells Trav to come in as they need to speak to the head of White House security pronto. 
Prone to. Am I am I the head of White House security? <laughs> no, like you and your boss need to now go talk to his boss, oh, the head of the White House. Trav immediately stands up and walks into the security office. I, on the other hand, find myself standing alone outside with no understanding of why my phone has been taken <laughs> and what they are talking to Trav about. A few minutes later, Travis returns to the patio area. I ask him what had happened and if he got my phone back for me. He replies by telling me that he was unable to get our phones back, at least as of yet. At that, he and his boss have been fired. Part of me is... Part of me is fuming. (laughs) Because I feel like I was just robbed. And that the other part of me feels really bad for Trav because he just got fired. <laughs> what? See, I have <laughs> sympathy. <laughs> Why did you get fired? I ask. Travis explains that he had been careless and had accidentally allowed his phone to be compromised. And because we were friends, they confiscated my phone too. <laughs> they did this just in case Trav had been sending me confidential. My, like, a freaking. <laughs> like spy like an informant <laughs> like, what the heck like treason <laughs> he does let me know that i should get my phone back as soon as they've had a chance to look through it and ensure that no critical information resided on it i feel a bit relieved by this but also can't help but notice that trav is taking this firing very well <laughs> i ask him why he's not more upset at losing his job he tells me that he's fairly confident that he can get a job working for the state of Utah in less than 20 hours and thus will not <laughs> be out hours. of a job for long. <laughs> Why so specific on the 20 hours? I don't know. He just is like, pretty sure I can get a job in the state of Utah in like 20 hours. Normally yeah. people would be like, less than 24 hours. <laughs> just like a day. <laughs> 20, 20 hours. 20 hours. At this point, I get hit with a strong feeling of deja vu, as I feel like we've already had this same conversation before. I asked Trav if he remembers having this exact conversation with me years ago, when we were in our early 20s. I then asked Trav, what year is it? He just beats around the bush, never really answering my question. (laughs) And then try to rephrase it, rephrase it, (laughs) by asking Trav, how old are we? (laughs) Again, Travis continues through the conversation without directly answering my question. I then ask him if he knows that I am dreaming right now and that he is just a character in my subconscious mind. (laughs) He looks at me and nods his head, yes. I ask him again, are we in our 20s or 30s in this dream? He just replies with, you can be both or neither. It's your dream. Am I like the Oracle <laughs> from the Matrix? Uh, Apparently, you're kind of, yeah, you could. Uh, Don't try to bend a spoon. That would be impossible. <laughs> Instead, try and realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> now say that. How you said that. <laughs> you can. <laughs> he just replies with, "You can be both or neither. It's your dream. You can be whatever you want to be." <laughs> this really starts wigging me out. But we are then interrupted by his boss. 
When Trav sees his boss walking over, he apologizes to him for getting him fired. His boss, who also seems to be taking this firing very well, tells <laughs> Trav that the firing is as much on him as it is on Trav. He should have been more diligent in ensuring that Trav had not put himself in a position to get his phone compromised. He then asks the, to speak to Trav privately for a moment and pulls him aside. Not long after, I feel like there's a lot going on here. It's like, sorry, Danny, I got to go talk to my, my boss. It's like the boss takes our phone. He leaves. He then sticks his head out. He's like, hey, we got to go talk to our boss. So then we go in, we go talk to another boss. Then I come back and, and I'm fired. fired. And then the boss comes back and he's like, ha, ah, you know, whatever. And then he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> and, <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, <clears throat> how old are we? What year is this? Am I 30? What's going on? <laughs> Do you know you're in a dream? <laughs> Am I dreaming? I think I'm dreaming. <laughs> Not long after, Travis returns to where I was standing and informs me to meet him at the coffee shop located a block down the street in one hour. He lets me know that he should have my phone and will return it to me then. I look up at Trav and in, frust and, and in a frustrated, somewhat whiny tone, ask him, what am I supposed to do for an hour without my phone? <laughs> I don't typically mind waiting, but that is when I have my phone and can read articles for listening to podcasts while I wait. <laughs> right now, I just have to sit there and do nothing. I know what you can for do. For a full hour. <laughs> you could go and just stop some poor helpless guy in his car and clean one four inch by four inch <laughs> square on his car for an hour. <laughs> Trav this is what it's like to not have a fire. <laughs> Travis's boss then chimes in. Uh, you can sit in your car and listen to a radio. <laughs> radio? <laughs> Who needs a radio? Ready, Harry? <laughs> Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bird. That actually doesn't happen. But I hate listening to the radio in the car. It's so staticky. <laughs> <laughs> Such a spoiler. <laughs> the music and podcasts on my phone come through crystal clear when I'm connected via Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when I can you see. you read it, I do sound kind of bratty. <laughs> you sound so entitled. <laughs> the music and podcasts on my phone come through clear, crystal clear when I'm connected via Bluetooth. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can see I'm fighting a losing battle, as there isn't much I or anyone else for that matter can do about recovering my phone at this very second. I then turn around and begin my slow, long trek toward the coffee shop where I must spend the next hour of my life in solitude. <laughs> this is when I woke up. And this is probably like he wakes up, he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and Liz is like, what? And he's like, ah, ah, I just had a nightmare. <laughs> What was it? I got my phone confiscated. <laughs> <laughs> I had no connection to podcasts or news articles for a full for, hour. For a full hour. <laughs> like, and this is all freaking Trav's fault because he was, he was the whistleblower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, well, <laughs> Wait, how long ago did you have this dream? Uh, this one was probably like a month, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somewhere between a month and a month and a half. 
Hmm. I was going to say maybe premonition. Premonition <laughs> of a whistleblower? Yeah. There's a whistleblower now. That's why they're trying to exactly. impeach Trump. I know. Yeah. That's why. Uh, Danny. <laughs> so you're the one who always brings up the fact that you have premonitions, and I'm surprised. And now we're, now we're saying you have one and you don't acknowledge? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. You have I a premonition of a whistleblower. <laughs> no, I thought that you were teaching Trav that they're what a whistleblower was. Yeah, I know. He knows. Why do you think what? I said whistleblower? I know, but I agree, and that's what I thought. But then it sounded like Alan was like, yeah, so did you know about this, trap? <laughs> no. This could be a premonition. And I was like, <laughs> I was so saying I was you like, could Yeah, it could be. <laughs> you. Okay, <laughs> maybe not. No more over your head. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in um, to this week's episode of uh, Danny's Dreams, the Dream Zones. Um, we hope you enjoyed those. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts, comments, please let us know on either our uh, webpage at QCodePodcast.com or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at QCodePodcast. And then also, of course, uh, you can find our freaking A YouTube not page channel channel gosh dang it <laughs> <laughs> such a hard time with that uh you find us on youtube our channel is uh i'm just assuming it's qco podcast as well yeah uh, and you can click the subscribe button the bell just so that you know when we put on new content so thanks every everybody for listening hope you enjoyed it and tune in next week see you then <laughs>